This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets. People. Pop culture. Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs. Hello everyone, I'm Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs and the host of Vegas Rock Dog Radio. On today's show, I am solely talking about pet blogging for love and money with Carol Bryant. So stay right there. the host, Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs, and this is Vegas Rock Dog Radio. We are a show all about pets, people, and pop culture. In studio with me today, I have the gorgeous and very pretty Miss Thornton, and we have the the rebel Mr. Twix is in studio and Jim is here as well. Hello. Is that it? Yeah, who gave you that title? I can't I forgot. Oh, it was our friend Barbara. That's right. Remember years and years well, I'm going to say about fifteen years ago. It's got to be about fifteen, where she used to call both of us the king and queen of rock and roll dogs. And that's how it stuck. But I'm American, so I'm not in the titles. In, in if the- I if I bought your land in England that came with the title, you'd be all over that title. That's such a lie. I don't know. Because I think deep down you want to be an English gentleman. You want to wear tweed. You want to go to the pub with your dog. I want to go shooting. That's You all. want to pretend smoke a pipe because you would never smoke a pipe. But you look good holding it. Go out to the range <laughs> and go shooting and then go to the pub. <laughs> and when right. he says shooting, it doesn't mean shooting animals. Um, right. But Clay. You'd be all over that. The gentlemanly life, which... Well... Uh, Provide that for me, and I will, and I will uh, do it. <laughs> so yeah, that's how that's how I got the title. I didn't give it to myself. Uh, friends did it for us, and that was many, many years ago. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. By the way, we're going to do a, a little. You know how we normally do our little update, and then we're going to bring our fabulous guest on, Carol Bryant. And if you are interested in getting into the pet space. If you are already in the pet space and you feel like, oh, I, I really need some education, I need to do better, then this is the show for you. But let's do a little bit of uh, updating. Well, first of all, actually, um, you can find the show on our website, VegasRockDogRadio.com. That's the hub of the show. And we'll pop up on <laughs> Periscope, literally. Periscope, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And our blog is the rock and If you miss the live show, eh, eh. <laughs> 
you miss a live show and all the flubs that I do and all the hybrid words that I create and all the medical terms I have a hard time pronouncing, then you can always catch up on the show on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spoke by SiriusXM, Spotify, Google Play, any other podcast app you may have on your phone, you'll find us. Just search Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Super easy. Right, Jim, let's do our quick update. You've had a good week, actually, haven't you? Yeah, I've, I've had a good week as well. Little, I was a little bit busy this week. Yeah, for sure. so so Jim and I plan to do um, uh, uh, some work this week together, and then it kind of had to go out of the window because you got a call to play with who? The Righteous Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I subbed for a friend of mine. That was a well, you know, it's funny. Bucky Hurd, who replaced uh, Bobby Hatfield, is I've played with him over the last couple of years, basically on some of my shows, my Monday's Dark Charity, and right, a few things. So he and I know each other, and I know all the horn players. Do they They're live all friends here? of mine. Yeah. They, oh, okay. And uh, but and and I've been and I've met a few times Bill Medley, but that was actually the first time I've played his real show, the Righteous Brothers show. So That's it was amazing. fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh, you fancy? Yeah, pretty much. So are you on the are you on the sub list? Yes. You're, you're, you're on the list. Yeah, I'm on the list now. Fantastic. So that was uh, part of Jim's week. He also plays with a... What's the name of the band? Gray Street. Gray Street. <laughs> a Dave Matthews band. Uh, it's not a... It's not a tribute. It's not a tribute. It's not an impersonation. It's a it's a band that plays all of his music, all of Dave Matthews. Yeah. And they don't pretend to be to be Dave Matthews band, but it's a great band, isn't it, Jim? Yeah, we just got renewed, going into the tenth year with that, and Amazing. then uh, and then you know our my steady regular with Frankie Marino is uh, we're on a bit of a hiatus because he's in Indianapolis right now with the Indianapolis Symphony for their Christmas holiday show. He's actually the host oh, of their holiday extravaganza. Oh, I didn't know that. So he's out there for about three and a half weeks, so we're off until the end of December with that. But yeah, that's, that's okay. It's Christmas time. It's nice to relax time. a little bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, my highlight of the week was I got to interview Piff the Magic Dragon. You will know that name from America's Got Talent and possibly from, if you're into magic and stuff, possibly from Fool Me, Penn and Teller's show, Fool Me. And I've um, I've met Piff before. He lives here in Vegas. He's he's a Brit like me. And uh, I interviewed him on my other show, Spill the Tea Live, which is our show for, for British expats and Anglophiles. And uh, <laughs> it was supposed to be, you know, Kind of an average length interview turned into an hour and a half. You know, we do sit around a big table, which strangely enough was given to us. And the big red sparkly booth was given to us by Penn Gillette when he imploded. What did he call that? His house, the Slammer? His big crazy custom house called the Slammer, wasn't it? I don't remember. And he gave us that booth. So if you see that booth on Spill the Tea Live, that is magical. (laughs) Anyway, we have this vibe where we, it's like being at home. Let's have a cup of tea and have a little chit chat. And we say natter. Some parts of the country in England, in the United Kingdom will say chin wag. And and that's kind of the premise of the show. Anyway, an hour and a half later, he was still with us, <laughs> drinking tea, in, eating Walker's crisps, making us laugh, and I got to hold Mister Piffles for the entire time. And uh, he's a he's a rescue dog. Uh, great guy, really interesting, extremely dry and extremely funny, which is my kind of humor. And he goes there, and I really like that. I find it quite refreshing on this side of the pond to to enjoy that kind of humor. His show is amazing, by the way. If you do get a chance and you're in Vegas, you're not sure where you want to go, and it's 
particularly if you've got the family with you, take the whole family. He's, he is so quick-witted. He talks a lot with the audience, you know, so he's picking up on names and, and the conversations that he has. And then halfway through the show, he'll, he'll tie in a joke to someone he spoke to at the beginning of the show. It's, it is brilliant. And uh, is he's, it, yeah, he's, he must have photographic memory. The, this, the, he's, he's, well, just mad skills, basically. But he comes from, he also comes from a theater background, which a lot of people don't know that. He comes from a theater background. He was creative director of his own company uh, many, 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 many years ago. But uh, great guy, totally loved him. And yes, he was in the dragon outfit. And you need to know this. He's actually a dragon. But Mr. Piffles is not a dragon. He's just a dog in a dragon suit. So we have to make that clarification. <laughs> he likes to make that very Mr. clear. Mr. Piffles doesn't really work too hard in the show. No. And here's the thing. And you've heard me say this before. I don't like animals in entertainment. You've heard me say this before. Mr. Piffles actually doesn't do anything. He, um, he has, you know the harness that you can have when you have your dog in the front of you? That's pretty much what he does all the way through the show. He just carries him around the whole show. <laughs> and he just looks cute. So I, I'm okay with that. But I do know how much uh, Piff uh, not only loves that dog, but respects that dog and looks after him. And he just had a birthday, 12 years old. What a life. What a life from a rescue to life on the Las Vegas Strip. Can't beat it, can you? Well, I think we should. Now we've done a little update. Let's move on to a big, 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 only t- and only topic of the show. And uh, let's let's open it this way. Um, there is, without a doubt, one common theme on all social media platforms, and that is that people on the internet love pets, love animals more than people. <laughs> it's not unusual to see your friends, you know, creating blogs and social media accounts for their pets. In fact, I'd say it's quite the norm these days. I mean, I've got friends whose pets have got. 40, 50, 60, 100,000 followers. I mean, there are some celebrity pets um, or celebrity dogs or celebrity cats who have over a million followers. And and as a result of that, pet brands piqued their interest and they're paying attention and they're looking to partner with these pet influencers. And, um, you know, because they want them to share their products, their services and their experiences with their audience because... These kind of, of accounts, whether it's a blog or whether it's a, a social media account, is a gateway to a niche market. And so a lot of these brands want to work with these pet influencers because, you know, they can influence their audience and, you know, they have to pay for the privilege to do that. So as a result, you know, as I say, they, they're paying attention. Um, and lots of people hearing this right now are going to say, oh, I like the sound of that. I love my pet. I love animals. Gosh, if I can do that, if I can build an audience through a blog, I can work with brands, I can actually make some income, and it will be my dream come true. Ah, we need some sound effects, Jim. And then they think, well, how the heck do I get started? How the heck do I start a blog around my pet or just my passion for animals? Now, you can certainly read stuff online. It's here and there, but it's definitely fragmented and it's not always current information. And it has been very difficult to find an authority on this topic. And the topic is pet blogging, very different from other types of blogging. So, um, you know, I say it's been hard to find someone who's a, a, an authority on this topic where someone can take you from what we call soup to nuts. Do you say that here, Jim? Soup to nuts? We do not say that. Okay. It's, I think that it's is a, nothing that means anything to I me. I think it's a reference to weddings. 
but basically you go from the beginning of the dinner to all the way to the very, very, very end. It covers everything. I think that's where it comes from, if I'm not wrong. But, you know, you're looking for this, this, where can I get the soup to nuts and all things pet blogging? Well, that, that was the case until now. <laughs> Carol Bryant and Maggie Martin co-authored and published the book, Pet Blogging for Love and Money. And it's full of actionable tips. It doesn't require a tech background or a crazy expensive marketing degree um, because longtime industry pros, Carol, Brian, and Maggie Martin, take their decade of building pet brands and successful blogs and distill this information into very easy to understand steps that you can turn your passion for pets into something more. For love and for money, or just for love, or for money, and both. <laughs> and so for anyone who loves their pets, wants to, you know, go into the pet space, put them online, this book provides the know-how and guidance to make it happen. But just don't take it from me. Let's actually talk to Carol Bryant herself, who is with us today, to tell us about her and Maggie's book, Pet Blogging for Love and Money. Good morning, Carol. Sam! Oh, I so love to hear your voice. (laughs) Oh my God, my friend, we go way back. We We go go, like super way back. We do, we're retro. We are retro in our friendship. (laughs) Someone called me OG and I'm like, wow, is that good? Or am I some like old timer that needs to be scraped off the sidewalk? I don't know. (laughs) You know what? A better OG than Boomer, because you keep hearing that as a slur. Have you heard that recently? Oh, dear word. Oh, no. so rude. And it's mainly millennials that are, are doing it. They go, oh, shut up, Boomer, as in baby Boomer. <gasps> so rude. <laughs> oh, my. All right, I'll do OG then. So I the OG, like, I don't know. The OG is right, the yeah. way to go. Well, I'll tell you what. Right. Let's start off with probably the most important question of all. How is my boy Dexter? Dexter is bloody good. He's just <laughs> from soup to nuts, he's good. <laughs> from, soup to his, from soup to his nuts, he's good. <laughs> from soup to where his nuts were once located, <laughs> he is really good. I'm so happy to hear that. We're ridiculous. <laughs> we were saying the other day, Jim, if we lived together, if we, if we lived together, God, if we lived together, it would be a nightmare because it would just be like... It would be arrested. Be, I, think, <laughs> I think it would take like 48 hours and we'd be calling Piff and Jim and Darlene and like bailing us out. We would. Yeah. We totally would. Is that if we lived in Vegas, oh, we oh would God. get up to no good. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh, I'm telling you. Well, I'm so glad that Dexter's well. He's such a... Oh, he's such a great boy. And he is the face of your blog, Fidos of Reality, your big inspiration. Uh, not, not your only inspiration because you've had lots of dogs. And yeah. I think we, we br- keep bringing a little piece of them with us, don't we, in everything that we do, whether they're here exactly. or not. It, they're still a massive part of our lives, but I'm so happy to hear he's doing well. So let's start Thanks. off with... Who is your book written for? Oh, by the way, everyone, I just want to tell you that Maggie's not with us today because Maggie, being the most amazing human being that we know, has just brought a new baby into her home. She's uh, adopted another baby. And, and, you know, we always call our dogs babies and stuff. This is a real baby baby. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so that's why she she's not with us today. Carol's representing both of them. And, uh, oh, it's just, it's just wonderful news for Maggie and the family. So exciting. But. Uh, you co-wrote this book and who did you write this book for 
You know, back in the day, OG, like 10, 12 years ago when I got started, um, there was nothing out there to help me. I was like, I love my dog. I love dogs in general, and I want to write about them. And people were talking about blogs, and now people talk about TikTok and Instagram and Pinterest and LinkedIn, and it goes on and on and on and on and on. And so this is for anybody who has a pet or loves pets or um, is in rescue or has a pet business. Yeah. And wants to either start a blog and a social media presence or has one and is like, well, I've gone as far as I could on my own. Now what? Yeah. And honestly, you go online and everyone and their brother has a course available. And you don't know. (laughs) I I can't tell you how many courses I've purchased that are sitting there collecting cyber dust. Because (laughs) I don't finish them. Yeah. Or like you start, you're like, oh, my God, it's it's all about you. And you're not. So this is for anyone who wants to loves pets, um, has a pet, wants to take it seriously, or you just want to get your cat, your ferret, your snake, your pet spider, yes. your bunny, whatever on the internet. Yeah. And you want to do something with it other than just have your mom, your grandma, and your neighbors <laughs> like your stuff. That's right. I mean, and like you say, also for people that they've currently got a blog and they're at a, they've hit a wall and uh, yes. they got, God, how do we grow further? We don't know what the next step is. Or they could just be operating on really old, old information, which I, I, yes. I think you see that a lot. Some of the blogs you can look at and you go, you can tell it's a really old blog. You go, oh, yes. wow, look at this thing. It's got, you know, things that swirl around and weird things. and know, you know, Text that goes round in circles. And what is going on? But that's what it was in the beginning, wasn't it? We thought that was like fan, like new fandangled stuff. It was amazing. Oh, you know? my God. We thought the more crap we added to our front page, the better. <laughs> the better. Let's just fill it up. Yeah, so you can, fi- you can find the thing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. just a prime example of how things have changed and this yep. constant, you know, research and stuff like that going on. And I think you have to have your finger on the pulse. But what makes you and Maggie the experts? Because I know people are going to ask this. They're going to go, well, well make, what makes them, you know, <laughs> the authority on all of this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we came up with this, like, we were blogging before blogging was cool. That's uh-huh. pretty much how it started. And we've been doing this for ourselves, for others, and in all seriousness, for what was at, at its in its heyday the biggest pet influencer network on the planet until it was sold to corporate? Mm-hmm. Um, we helped accounts and we helped brands and we helped bloggers. Yes. And um, people came to me and, you know, I mean, I've worked in the PR space forever and a day. And so everybody from Benji the dog, if any of your listeners yes. remember Benji the dog, I helped do PR for Benji. Um, I mean, it, I was going along one day and I decided, I wonder if I, I could get myself on Oprah radio. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I thought, there's no way. And <laughs> I, um, I sent a letter. I felt like a little kid. I sent a letter to Gail King. Oh. And I said, you know, you've got a radio show on Oprah and I know your dog recently died. I'm so sorry, oh. but you're saying you'll never get a dog again. <gasps> I'm, I want to convince you otherwise. They called me and they're like, yeah, and we'd like you to bring your dog and come to New York City and meet Gail and be on the show. How (laughs) incredible is that? Right. And so you never my big thing is like, who cares if they say no? Right. Put you in the slush pile. Ask. Well, so, you know, you got to put yourself out there. And that's kind of where my roots were was just. I didn't have anybody to tell me and neither did you, you, you blazed no. a trail. Just, just, you just set your own trail and you're your like, own... Hey, yes. And, and like you said, don't be fearful of it and think, Oh my gosh, Oprah Gail. Oh my God. That's such a big, big thing. But think about how you did that. You said, I know you lost your dog recently and you said, you'll never get it on. 
but let me convince you differently. And I think that is such a prime example of how we get people engaged and interested in what we're doing. Yes. And I think that's yeah. that's a prime example. And just you know, like you say, if you get rejected, don't worry about it. <laughs> just keep going. Yeah, you gotta have thick skin. That's the one thing I have learned is like, do not take it personally. It, it this is such blogging is such a marathon. Social media is a marathon. It's mm. not a sprint. And yeah. that's why a lot of people quit. So Maggie and I were like, well, what do we have to lose except ten years of our lives? Let's go for it. <laughs> Let's go for it. Well, I think I think what another thing I want to mention because. It's like I say, you come from the PR space, you've helped brands, you've done campaigns. Mm -hmm. So you know what brands want. You know what blog yes. bloggers can do. You, you know yep. how that, that that marriage works. But you also are the president of the um, Dog Writers Association of America. And Maggie happens to be the vice president. So, you, I mean, you are true writers. Yes, I think writers that's, first. Like, yes. Writers at our core. And, and that, you know, and not to derail us, but... That's what Maggie took over in the book was she said, you know, so many people don't know what they're writing out there. They mm. need good grammar. They need context. They, you know, and, and of course it's the internet, but I'm gone. When I see 10, 15 spelling errors or <laughs> like, I'm out, I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, learn, get a dictionary or put your spell check on because it's a no. turn off. You know, it's, I, I'm the same. If I, if someone sends me a link to a podcast and if I hear it's, it's bad audio quality I'm instantly yes. turned off and it is the number one reason why people don't listen to podcasts it's the number one reason and it's the same thing that I that, right? yeah it's that I have that same vibe I'm like oh and I have such good expectations I mean even people who have, are really good uh, you know uh, uh, you know their information's fantastic but I'm like I can't listen sounds like you're in a cave you know what my marketing <laughs> right. thing you know right. <laughs> you know what my marketing <laughs> thing would be for that Carol if your audio <laughs> sounds like a cave tell people you're broadcasting from a cave because <laughs> then it would be you're cool you're a cave person you're a cave you're a yeah you <laughs> live in a cave and you club your meal for dinner and yeah, yeah. that that to me it would be cool then it would oh really God, that's a good idea someone should be a cave podcast it would be cool be like, so we could so you could splunk to them and it would be so fun and all oh we'd, my god all we'd be wearing is just like a little loincloth and sam i'm putting that in version two of the book <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh if it really God. does sound like a cave, tell people you're in a cave because then it's acceptable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if it, you're not in a cave, it's dreadful. But it is a turn off, like you say, like grammar and spelling is a big fat turn off when it's not correct. I mean, there are some good tools out there, like Grammarly for one. Yeah. I mean, Grammarly is yes. free. You know, there is a paid version, yes. but it's a free version and a bit of an education for yes. people when they use it. They go, oh, really? I didn't, I didn't know that I was doing that wrong, you know. So, um, totally. You know, so, yeah. So, yeah, it, 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 as a writer, it must make you crazy. <laughs> it must make you crazy sometimes. It does. And, you know, that's what we, she took a whole chapter on. And it's not brain surgery, but we do it in such a fun, she's such, she's taught this in co at college level. And so she brings all of her years of experience. And yeah. I've got my English degree and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So, you know, your, your grammarly, your spell checker is not going to pick up that you think, you know, one plus one is two, T O O. You know, it's just not going to get that. Mm -hmm. um, and so things like that, it's it's pretty much a little bit of everything. So Maggie and I are OG, as someone called me. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you're OG, because now I know that's a good thing to call you. Yeah, it is. Um, you've informed me. <laughs> OG is good. You, you know, I have a question for you, Carol. This is, this is the kind of stuff I think about. 
like like you, I'll see spelling mistakes, you know, just on yeah. Facebook alone. There, there, you know how that, that uh. goes. Now, if I'm looking at that and I go, oh, that's wrong. Is the person who spelt it wrong looking at the correct way it's spelled on other people's posts and thinking they're wrong? <laughs> oh my God. Are they? We need to go out we need to go out for a glass of wine and talk about that. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff I think about. I think yours is it wrong. Is. Do you think mine is wrong? <sighs> Isn't that That's amazing? Crazy. See why we wrote a book? Exactly. See why we wrote a book? Exactly. Oh to God. solve all these these mysteries. So oh so like you were saying, you started this blog before blogs were even blogs. And then this big explosion of social media. Do you feel like blogs dipped? Do you feel like d- blogs kept going? Do you feel like blogs dipped and came back? What What do you think happened, you know, during that time? Yeah, yeah. so much happened that when blogs became popular, I mean, that was all there was. And then came all this social media. Um, my big thing that I saw was a shift that blogs evolved. I saw blogs um, being able to do things like you do on the radio. And I saw podcasts as an extension of blogs and vloggers, video bloggers, and folks who are quote unquote influencers, some of them having no business to use that label, but that's another conversation. (laughs) It is. Um, you know, I, they start, um, an Instagram and they have 80 million followers because they have a dog whose tongue hangs out. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But is it a true business model or hello when things go away? MySpace, Vine, you're in trouble. <gasps> yes, you're in trouble. Oh, yeah. And um, you know, you own your blog. Yes, you own your blog. And this is this. You own that in your email list. That's what I always tell people. And do as much as you can on social media, but start abandoning your home base and don't cry when your home's suddenly missing. Like, oh my, don't be crying. That is such good advice. I, I know so many people who are not building a list of emails. Yeah. How are you going to reach out to your people? If you don't have that list, like you say, if and you, you know, know what else, Sam, like people get banned from Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook. Oh, yeah, time. they do. They oh. don't even know what happened. And like, bye, <laughs> bye your whole career. Yes, gone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, just just gone. And sometimes you say it's not for any reason. Sometimes sometimes it's for a reason. And then you can't you can't get it back. And all of your work is gone. And and I right. think that should never be your business models to rely rely on social media because you just don't own exactly. it, you know. And that's why we went looking like when Maggie and I we post to each other that question like, well, where is bloggies going? You could put in Google, "Is blogging dead?" And the people whose blogs are dead will say it's dead. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, huh? There's a really good observation. I say no. They've you've just got to roll with the changes. They've evolved. Blogging oh, has definitely evolved. It, it, it definitely you know? has. And, and you, like you were saying, it is. It's it more of a marathon. It's definitely not a sprint. You just have mm-hmm. to be in for the long haul. You have to get into a groove. I think with yes. with how you put your content out when it goes out. You just uh, you have to have a system in which you do this. Otherwise, like you say, you'll get frustrated, you'll give up, you mm-hmm. you have too much of an expectation too early on, you know, without getting that groundwork in there. And I know people are totally. asking, you know, can you really make money with a pet blog? And is it, you know, you're making money just through the blog or are you going to have to use other streams of income, but with your blog being the kind of hub of everything? Mm-hmm. And we have a massive list in the book of how to earn money pet blogging. And uh, the thing of it is, is you've got to get established first. Yeah, that's the one thing. Like generally speaking, most of us aren't overnight successes. Mm-hmm. Um, it took us more than a week, and I say that because 
there are so many things you can do. Now, for those of you who are listening and have been in the space for a while, of course, ad networks and serving ads on yeah. your blog. So for newbies, you land on a blog and you see ads, that that's a way to make money. But so are seminars and webinars yes. and sponsored blog posts and podcast sponsorships. Yeah. Uh, personally, I've landed writing assignments because someone saw the writing quality on my blog or I'll give you a good, I'll give you a little uh, side note too. The New York Times went looking for, they wanted to do a story on if dogs fall in love. So they oh. typed in a reporter, can dogs fall in love? And I was number one on <gasps> Google for can dogs fall in love. So I landed a spot in the New York Times. Someone saw me there and offered me an assignment somewhere else. Oh. So it's this whole big, yeah. the pet industry is so big, but so small. It's, it's like a oh, mind blown dynamic. So yeah, I mean, you could do everything from coaching to YouTubing to selling courses to selling ads. Um, I know people that start their own Amazon shops, Samantha yeah. Ratcliffe. Yes, I have um, mine. Yes. <laughs> oh, my. With your wonderful journals. And I mean, they're so high quality and all these things that are on your blog and extensions of your blog. Yeah. But it only starts because I had a business plan. Like, if I cannot even imagine where I'd be if um, when I started. And I don't mean some Harvard degree. I was like, it's two pages. Here's how I'm going to make money and here's how I'm going to go about doing it. Yes. You know? Yeah, I think you do. I think I think when you've got you've got like you say, you've got a bit of a path. It's much easier yep. to stay on the on the path itself. You know what I do like about your blog, Carol, and a lot of people don't write this way, is that you you write in long form. It's so yes. in depth, it's super educational. Um in in some of them, particularly with the things that have happened with Dexter, you know, medically. And mm -hmm. I, I really love that because then you can go in and go, oh, wow, I, I got all the information and the resources. And this was her personal experience of what she went through. And I think that mm -hmm. is a big help to people. It's also a big comfort to people who, who land on, on a blog for a dog that's had an ACL surgery or whatever. And they go, that's oh, totally true. Yeah. Totally. I was one of my biggest um, posts in the history of my blogging. My dog was um, he had a tick. And the tick shut his immune system down and he nearly died. Whole long story. But I have people who write me from all over the world and they'll say, I'm sitting in the emergency room with my dog. I Googled um, immune mediated thrombocytopenia, which was this big old Whoa. disease that my dog. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything. And yours was the first post that came up. I am showing this to my vet. I'm showing this to the emergency room oh. doctor. Like, and I have people that are like, thanks for saving my dog's life. We oh. tried what your your vet did. And it's not that I'm the expert, but as a blogger, as a social media person, as an influencer, you've got to know where to find the experts. So I took my story yeah. and infused it with the experts. And like, I'm I'm over here just crying my eyes out like at least once a week because I'm helping to save dogs' lives. It's Come a, on. It, to me, I think that is another reason why we all keep going with the kind of work that we yes. do for animals because you do get this response that comes back. Sometimes it's very unexpected. Oh my God. And, and same thing with you with the, with the suffocation, with the bags. Oh, um, oh my gosh. That, I share that so much. <gasps> you have helped so many people and how to find lost dogs on like so much yeah. that you do, Sam, like, for everybody listening, like follow Sam, like the girl knows what she's doing. The girl's got, OG's got it going on. <laughs> but you know, I think what we're talking about now is just these, these prime example of all these different ways that you can be in the pet space with your blog being the hub mm -hmm. and how it all, you know, it all grows from there. 
And and mm-hmm. and I think that's even though it's a niche now. It, years ago, and I've heard people say this to me too. They go, um, uh, "Don't you need to be, you know, on, on a store, online store of it? Don't you need to be selling everything to everybody? You know, every no, oh. no, you've got to niche it down big time because that's what you become the kind of the authority on, even if it's only your own personal experience. But you niche it yes. down because there's an audience." For for every little thing, like you say, you you know, sharing that you know dogs can suffocate in snack bags. If you didn't know about that, and that's a big advocate thing, you know, that you can get involved in. And you may have had that experience yourself, and you want to tell people, I don't want you to to go down this path. And that's what happened with pet suffocation, prevent pet suffocation. It's it, there's so many amazing ways that from that blog that you can then grow that business and then it can turn into income as well, not just impact on people's lives. Totally. And and you don't have to do it for money, like for love. If your thing is just, you know, I can't walk in a shelter because I get so sad looking at all the animals, but I want to help them. Okay. Then, then write a blog. Don't plan to make money on it, but know how to formulate SEO, get a really good strategy around it. Pick a lane. Like maybe your thing is how to save guinea pigs from getting caught in their their wheel i don't know i don't even know where that came from but like you know i'm gonna look that up now (laughs) how to get off the wheel of life see wheel of life and whatever your thing is maybe you could help animals that way i tell i've coached pet rescues on why they need a blog they're like i don't have time we're so busy boy they're so busy oh carol right you're preaching to the choir here this is this is what i'm talking to these rescues about constantly uh, they, we don't have time, but you know what? If you make a tiny bit of time, you you can open up a, a big audience there and grow and tell because your you stories. Because you know, Sam, not every not everybody wants to see these dogs that are on death row no, at eleven ter- o'clock at night. Yeah, and they get so I get sad. I'm like crying. I can't sleep. I'm having nightmares. And we see a lot of it. Don't oh, we? You're act- I know it's awful, right? But you can write about it and you can do it in such a way that people are like, like some of these photographers that go to the shelters nowadays and they, they foo-foo up the dog and yes. they have a cool background and like think out of the box. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because again, this, 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 this goes to that, the old fashioned way of doing things and the, and the new way of mm-hmm. doing things. Um, there are a lot of pet conferences where they're saying, you know, the sad story, the, the the really overly graphic stuff doesn't work. It turns people off. You you need to, you can you need to acknowledge what's happened. Absolutely, right. This happened to this dog. Then move on real quick. Dogs with us now. This is the plan for the dog. This dog's now got a future. And I'm still seeing these. You know, I'm going to pull at your heartstrings. You know what? You don't have to go over the top with that stuff because we get it. You, you see it in the first place. And you go, what happened to that poor dog? And then I find the most Oh my gosh! I don't know if you follow Gal Gustav Sol, our friend Tina over in Spain. She's um, she's a Brit who okay <laughs> moved to Spain for a very quiet life. Carol with her family. Uh, that oh didn't boy. Ha- that didn't happen. She now has the biggest uh, <laughs> rescue facility that she oh boy. she built from the ground up. I want to say now in four years she did it. It's the most amazing facility, but I feel like her social media was on point. She could acknowledge and say, look what happened to this poor dog, but this is what this is what this dog needs, and this is what we want from you right now. She did it in such an amazing way, in a funny way. Uh, she mm-hmm. just The balance is brilliant. I've, I've told many rescues, go over to Tina's page, see what she's doing and how she's doing it, and, what, and then you'll understand why she has the support that she's got. It's 
huge. And then she took that into raising money and all very targeted. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, all very targeted projects that she did it was okay we need um we need a reception you know because we're gonna do a lot of educational stuff and Mm -hmm. she did the funniest campaign for that i mean this is a girl who put on a clown wig a clown nose have a little kid's piano (laughs) thing and say okay guys i've got 40 pieces of art they are uh, 100 euros each that includes the shipping and she'll go on live and say you know the minute i blow my little horn (laughs) or whatever and you write hundred dollars hundred dollars or whatever it is then you know once 40 of them are gone they're gone and she'll raise money within minutes it's unreal i mean unreal and it's very organic and i like that and it's fun and although she's raising money for a very serious thing she makes it so much fun and i I feel like that she really has got that down when it comes to getting a message out so i agree with you on these rescues to start a blog but you can oh present these stories in such an amazing way and get people involved if you do it. Totally. I mean, I tell people, I've told rescues like, okay, they, they're, they're adopting out dogs or they're adopting out cats and they need, so how about writing a post about like how to teach kids to play nice with dogs or toys to entertain a oh. shelter dog? What do I do in the first week that I adopt a dog? Now, you know, people are sitting down at their computers and looking for that information. Yes, they are. That is a perfect t- type of topic for a pet rescue to write about and i know they're spread thin that's always the reason i get we've got no one reach out to a blogger then buddy up with a blogger online Mm -hmm. that's what that's what i do with cocker spaniel rescues they come to me and they're like hey i know you have copious spare time can you please (laughs) come and help us save 95 dogs today you know yeah yeah, I mean, you know, it's it is so worth the effort. And if it's not you that can do it yourself in your rescue, then like you say, reach out to another blogger or say, hey, yeah. can we get someone to volunteer with us solely to do our blog? Nothing more. Exactly. That's what we want because it does work. Exactly. I look at Tina's stuff. It works. Yes. And there's her... so many ways. And you're you're the queen of that. You're the queen of creativity for how to raise money for rescues and so um it can be done it, it can, can done. it really can um you talked a little bit earlier about seo everybody hears this yes. seo what is it why is it important why is it important to keep up with the ongoing google google changes and uh. the, uh, <laughs> yeah i think you explained it right there <laughs> yes yes google is just I guess we have to say we love Google, huh? Yeah. Because we want our results to um yeah. to show up. SEO is it's it's simply search engine optimization. And what those big things mean is that if somebody sits down at a computer and types in what cat litter is best, or um, I want to learn more about cocker spaniels, you want them coming to find you, you. and your blog. So SEO is all about what words go in there, how do you form them? How do you have to say it so that, of course, it's a love. We all start with a love of animals, but it's a business. So mm-hmm. you've got to learn SEO. And why Sam and I are semi-groaning is because just <laughs> when you think you've got it going on, Google says, you know, not today. <laughs> today. Not today. <laughs> not today. And um, they, they change things up. And that's why you need to be flexible in blogging. And that's why you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. And that's why people need to diversify and not only have one revenue stream. Because if Google comes along and says, you know, we used to let people do it this way. But today, mm-mm. you're not sitting there going, oh, my God, I'm broke now and I have to um, sell my home. Yeah, you know, There's, you know, it, and it's 
it's scary times right now, Sam. Well, it is because I think what um, what's really happening right now is, of course, when people, particularly like medical terms, because everybody's all, you know, Dr. Google these yes. days, yes. is they don't want people landing on um, non medical <laughs> posts yes and and you know that's so true yeah that's so true and so they, true. they're going to discern whether you're the person they should be landing on or should it be a doctor's blog post but i think the combat is and like you mentioned earlier you yourself you write about your own experiences but you also pull in the experts and you have to and it yeah. can't be that you you uh link to your buddy who, right. um, you know, yeah. is a goldfish blogger and they don't <laughs> yeah. ever update their site. You've got to be, I mean, now there's Google Books and there's Google Scholar and there's Google yeah. News. And you've got, and I actually talked to, I, I just wrote a piece about uh, a certain color of Cocker Spaniel. I talked to a geneticist. Whoa. I talked to a veterinarian. Yeah, because you know what? I want, I want to be considered a digital journalist. I don't want people saying, that's the girl who... She was gum all day. And then sometimes <laughs> she goes online and talks about her Cocker Spaniel and how cute he is. Right. No. Well, no. It's, it's the same with us on our podcast. I mean, we do so much research on, yes. on every single topic and we reach out to the professionals that we know and we'd never put anything out there that is not correct because I, I, I could never live with myself, you know. And it's, right, it's funny because right. Jim, there's always a joke with Jim, no matter what it is, outside of the show even, he'll, he might say, hey, did you know blah, 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 blah. I'm like, how do you know that's true? He go, oh, you got to research it now. I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> See, and you, just you, because somebody said it, I found it on the internet. Like I always look who what the source is when I find things. Like somebody recommends a dog treat or a dog food. Mm. Who's sponsoring that post? Yes. Or, you know, <laughs> yes. I don't know. You know. <laughs> did I did I ever tell you this is a little bit off off topic? But did I ever sure. tell you about? Uh, I don't give my dogs milk bones or anything like that. But we were, went to some pet right. pet event and someone's going to give your dog a bone. I thought, oh, and it was a milk bone. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. forgot, I forgot about it. I stuck it in my pocket. I washed my clothes, and you—you oh, you, no. you wouldn't believe that milk bone was still intact. See, ew! <laughs> it had, it I had, hope you did a whole thing around that. It, had, it, it had inflated. It—it <laughs> it had absorbed the water. It was completely intact. And then that, that got, is frightening. Then that got me thinking. What the heck does that do in your dog's stomach? You know, it's—it's it's that kind Isn't of that stuff. But that could be. A blog post, you know, and it could be you reach out to a company and say, this really weird thing happened. Why is it not breaking down? I want to know about that. Do you know what I mean? It's Exactly. It, it's a prime exactly. example of something that in your own experience that you could write about. But I can't believe it. I have a photo of it somewhere. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's interesting you say that because for close to 20 years, I've been feeding my dogs a certain, um, my dogs, my cockers over my life, a certain brand of food. And from doing that so long, being this prolific blogger that I appoint myself, I thought, why aren't I working with that brand? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. yes. So I reached out and I said, you know, I'd love to be a brand ambassador for you. And by that, I mean, you know, talk about it in a natural way because I use it. Like yeah. my readers ask me all the time, what do you feed your dog? So I tell him, so now I'm a brand ambassador, but it's a natural progression because you've got if you want to write, you've got to gain the trust of your audience. And oh. If you're putting out BS or lies oh. or crummy content, the way the world is now, you're going to get called out on it and you're just going to be like dead in the water. Well, dead you know, in it, the water. It, you've mentioned that, that it's about trust and mm -hmm. that in turn helps your engagement. Yes. And, and we keep hearing a lot 
um, well, what's the point of having a million followers when I don't see you engaging with anyone? But then you might see someone who's got a thousand followers and there's tons of engagement. And I that's think that's the key. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah. And I think, you know, back back in the day, those numbers were so important and it still looks good. But if you've got a million followers and 10 people talk to you, mm -hmm. uh, something, you know, size doesn't always matter. <laughs> It's so, it's so true. Now, I think we can expect anyone who's new into blog, well, we can look back ourselves, can't we, into where we started. Yeah. And you expect to make mistakes. But we also see seasoned bloggers making mistakes too because they're, they're stuck in old stuff. Um, what mm -hmm. are some of the pitfalls or the mistakes that you see are seeing right now that you go, oh, no, don't, stop it, don't do that? <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Um, people think they, number one, they think they need to be on every single social media network to promote mm. their stuff, which it can be a blessing and a curse. And I'll give you an example. I write, let's use, yeah, I'll use myself. I write a post about um, 10 gifts to get your Great Dane for the holiday. I don't know. And I go on Facebook and I see that, oh, okay, Carol promoted that post there. Then I'm over on Instagram, same thing. Oh, look, she's on Twitter, same thing. Oh, here she is on Tic Tac doing a video about it. Right. Tic Tac. Tic Tac. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start a you new network. I am. What the hell? Tic Tac. <laughs> oh, but you know what it is? It becomes boredom. And I'm suddenly yeah. I'm like, stop it. But if you give me a different message everywhere else, so on Facebook, I'm telling my people, but then I go over on Twitter and I pull out a specific gift. And ah. then I go over on Pinterest and I have this really great graphic that's talking about yet another gift. And then maybe on Instagram stories, I show bloopers. I think bloopers rock. I show my behind the scenes stuff. I think that's when the dog's not cooperating and he knocks on my crap over. That's that's. I'm like, oh my God. And I get more, I get more engagement on that, Sam. People yep. are like, ha ha ha, her dog's a goofball like mine. People you know? want, want realness. They do. I mean, I've been, I've been reading, uh, there's been quite a few beauty influencers I follow on Instagram and they've all been asking, what kind of content do you want to see? Do you like it when I don't have any makeup on and don't look perfect? Do you like it when I always look perfect? And you know what? Overwhelmingly people said, we want you to look real. And so, because yes. you don't look like that all the time, and it makes us feel right. better about ourselves, and it's easier to engage. And so, I, I get the whole blooper thing. I mean, that is and that, that's. I mean, that's that's what I love. Um, another huge thing I see is people think because everybody else is doing. And this is seasoned professionals too. This is I'm not going to call anybody out, but oh well, blah blah has a podcast. Me too. Why do you want a podcast? Because well, everybody has that. I know, but <laughs> why do you want podcasts? Yeah. I, are you, is it just for your board and you have not enough like to do in your day? Or if that's yeah. a, 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 if that's a serious part of your business model and you're planning to monetize it or help promote your post, then go for it. But the third big thing I got to get this in is people don't ask for money and then they wonder why they're broke. Yeah. Example. They work with, uh, I can't make money. I made $3 and 17 cents on my blog this month. Okay. Would you, do you have a day job? Yes. When you went to your J job, did you ask your employer how much they would pay you? Of course you did. Mm -hmm. well, how much did you set? How much of a salary did you set for yourself that month? Month I didn't. Well, why not? So basically, if you would walk into your day job and say, "Pay me whatever you want. If it comes, <laughs> it comes. If it doesn't, it yes. doesn't." That's the, 
like, why aren't more people giving themselves these online influencers, bloggers, like even seasoned ones, you've got to respect yourself and stop working. People will say, I'll give you a bag of treats if you write about my, my, oh. my amazing treats. And I, my now new response, I have a rote response. My dog works for treats. I do not. Oh you know? my gosh. That's the best response ever, Carol. That they is... don't talk to me after that. <laughs> I don't hear from them. And you know what? Yeah. <laughs> It's like me with the show. I get lots of people. And I wouldn't even say their pictures because then they don't even pitch. I've literally had emails that literally said, um, I, I, sh I should be on your show. And that's it. I know. And I'm not, oh, my God. I'm not replying. Oh I'm just not replying. That? Or I get, like, I get a lot <sighs> of pictures that are completely unrelated to the show, completely unrelated, Crazy. which tells me they didn't do their homework either. And I love it when they say, oh, you'd be a perfect fit for us. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you, no. you obviously don't no. know what we do. <laughs> you're not. And you know what the people are, there are people accepting that bag of treats. And I will say sometimes for relationship building, that's mm -hmm. okay. Like you, you think it might lead to something or, hey, you, I do you a favor and you do me a favor, blah, blah, blah. But when you're taking that, that bag of treats, you're you're letting somebody know, all of the money you put into your blog, your time, your talent, your hosting fees, your email server price, all of that. Like you're saying, you know, I don't value myself at all. Of course, I'll work for free. That's like going to a, t a television station and saying, can I have a free commercial during the Super Bowl? <laughs> exactly. Because you know what? You want to know what? I can get you so much. Oh, what's the word they use? Um, oh, there's a word that they use that if, if you do this for me. Payola. Um, Payola? You know, I, I, yeah, it's like yeah. I will. It's going to give you so much um, exposure. That's oh, you'll get so much exposure Carol. that you're not going to be able to handle it. We shut the front door. Oh, Carol, you can die from exposure. <laughs> you can <laughs> and stop like from him? it too. I'm telling you, what musicians the, get exposure. I, oh, and like, are you paying the bills with exposure? Yeah. So you know what I've said to someone? I said to a PRH, I couldn't take it. I was like, I am done. Anybody who comes at me today. I'm like, I would like a piece of your salary. Instead of telling me work for free, you give me $1,000 out of your salary and call me when you're ready. Mm -hmm. I was like, I, I flipped my nut. I think I like totally I yeah. snapped one day and I was done. And this is what frustrates me is you people are worth money. If you're sitting down on the internet, you're not doing it because you feel like promote. Yeah. You know yeah. what I think I'll do today? I'm going to promote cat litter because it's good for my exposure. Yeah, exactly. What in the world? I mean, Jim is Ugh. the biggest victim of it. All musicians that we is know. He? I can't imagine. Uh -huh. Well, doesn't he just love playing? No, he's a professional musician. My but, God. But you know the way I look at it as well, Carol. You know, a lot of people will say, and I you see this question a lot. You know, if I've got X amount of followers, what should be telling them? I'm going to charge them. You know, blah blah. I got. I charge what I'm worth. Exactly. <laughs> I do honestly. I don't go. Oh, well, yep. I have X amount of. I just don't do that. I'm like, this is what I. This is what I believe I am worth. And if you fall into that, great. We can work together. But I think that's such a good piece of advice, Carol. But Sam, like, and you know what? You know what else? How about the ones that say, "I'll paint a picture of your dog <sighs> if you'll just promote me." What in the world? If... <laughs> okay, stop it. Just stop just right. Stop it. Just stop right now because. God forbid someone said to them, you know, I'll do this if, if you do that for me for free. I mean, they just they just wouldn't go for it. You know, artists and so artists yeah. have that a lot too. So it, I find it interesting that they do it to other people as well. It's yep. very strange. Yep. But like you say, set yep. you set your worth. Set your worth. Exactly. And yeah. we show you how to do that too. I mean, 
not to self boast or whatever, but we talk about that and in the book. People yeah. need that. Don't, they... don't... You do. They need that hand-holding, you know, to give them confidence. Now, a, a lot of people say, gosh, I look at these bloggers and they seem to be forever churning out content, you know. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it seems like it's it's so much stuff. Do I have time for that? But what would you recommend? If someone's just starting out and you say, mm-hmm. you know, how much content should I roll out and when should I roll it out? What would what would be good for a, for a beginner? I think once you have defined who your audience is, that's first, like who – Back in the day, they'd say, who you're writing for? And I would say, everyone, anyone who loves dogs. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Find, discover who your audience is. So maybe it's Cocker Spaniels. Okay, so I would say once to twice a week when you get started, because you want to get your feet wet. You do not have, you no longer have to blog seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's that's not the thing. But when you're starting out two to three times a week, I'd actually get some content out there because it takes Google and the search engines in general about six months to find to, you to discover that you're out there. And what I mean by that, it's kind of, Google's like for newbies. That's kind of like the radar. And if you're trying to rank for clothes for gerbils, I don't know why gerbils <laughs> are on my mind. Clothes for gerbils, you know. These are all great outfits. ideas. <laughs> I am so, I, my next book is going to be epic because you're going to be in it and we're going to talk about wheels and gerbils and clothes and, but in all seriousness, two to three times a week, I would say to get started, but um, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be a master's thesis. Remember what you put out on the internet is what you're going to be known for. Mm. And so it, whatever you start with, like really define who you are. That's what a niche or a niche, however you say it is, who am I and who's my audience? Um, you got, just like, you know, whoever picks up Modern Mechanic probably isn't mm. thinking the same audience is reading Cosmopolitan. That's so, right. It, it is a simple or question. Or maybe they are. I don't know. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's a simple question, though, that most people don't ask themselves in, in all yeah. kinds of businesses. Um, and I know now, I mean we've it's kind of really expanded i feel now you know just blogging social media in general i remember when no one posted well i remember when you couldn't post a picture on facebook and then all of a sudden you could do a picture and then there was all talk of you know next year it's going to be the year of the video people like oh no not video and that now is has become the the norm how is important how important is is video audio and imagery when it comes to your content creation huge that is your visual and audio thumbprint and you don't have to necessarily have a podcast but i sh- i go live i might be out walking the dog and i'm and i'm like oh you know what would be a good one how to get your dog to stop pulling on a leash yeah so i'll just talk to my um audience about that on instagram stories i'll go live on facebook and i'll just freestyle you do not have to have a big oration and a podium and do your hair and <laughs> people like real or you can plan content once a week i have a group and we we have a different topic we talk about in the Cocker Spaniel world. Maggie, with her amazingly named Oh My Dog blog. The best name um, blog ever, seriously. Oh, my God. You know, she's got her thing because she's all pet adoption, and now she's into people adoption. People adoption, and... yes, she is. She's <laughs> a real expert in all she areas. She is a pro. <laughs> I mean, and, and, that's her, and that's her niche. And so um, you've just got to know, pick your lane and stay in it. But with video... Um, I think that's important. Definitely clear pictures. Oh gosh! I yeah. mean, you. Most of my content is done with my new iPhone. I have this oh. fancy, fancy camera, and it's... I took classes, and I'm like, I'm Ansel Adams. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> and everything's my iPhone because with apps and and really easy to use apps, you could make your pictures look 
fabulous you honestly can and and i think that also leads into my next question was pretty much do you need gobs of money do you need to be paying you know out for all these apps and and to, to maintain your blog when you're starting out do you really need to do that in the beginning no minimalist and most apps are free i mean just to clean up a photo you take a picture you can do what you know there's so many different apps to clean up a picture but just to get started on your blog do me one favor, anyone listening, own your blog. There's a thing called self-hosting and then you let the, <gasps> oh. and then, you know, the opposite. So like, for example, WordPress is a platform, just like ABC or NBC or channel. WordPress is a platform. Own your niche, own your domain yep. so that it's always yours because I've heard horror stories, Sam, of people who didn't own their blogs. They oh. just went with the free version and the, and the, the um, server was like, you know, we're going to take you down today. Oh. Um, and so own your own lane. But there are fees to begin with. You're going to pay a server fee. You're going to pay to own your domain. But no, you don't have to put a lot of money into it unless you want to. I hire somebody to do my tech stuff because I don't want to have to worry about that kind of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, um, it's it, and, and WordPress has those two <clears throat> different platforms, which a lot of people don't know about, do they, Carol? There's WordPress.com yes. and there's WordPress.org. You need to be on yes. .org where you are self-hosting with them because otherwise, like you say, you know, the freebie, and and, the, and here's the thing, the freebie ones, they're easier to manage. They're not that flexible. They're not that, you can't be that creative on them. It's and you know what too, Sam? Someone could go on the wordpress.com if they're not sure and they want to get their feet wet. And they're yes. Like, I really like this blogging thing. Start there, start free. And then if you're thinking, I really do want, you can, my, what's called migrate, move that content over to .org. Mm-hmm. You know, I, <laughs> you know? I helped my niece out. She mm. got married. A year ago today, actually, uh, she got married a year huh. ago today, and um, she ended up uh, being made redundant from a job a, f- a couple of months before she got married. And her husband can work from a laptop anywhere in the world, pretty much. And it happened when you get made redundant, you do get a, a lump sum in England, which is nice because it's no, it's not your fault that they've eliminated a position, you right? Know? Right. So they and the big travelers, huge travelers. And they started talking and she kind of liked to have the free time leading up to the wedding, which was great because she was planning everything herself. And then they got talking and said, you know what? We've always said we want to go traveling at least six months. If you was to work from your laptop, no matter where we are in the world, and I've just got this chunk of money, you know, and we'll move our mm-hmm. si- we'll move the sister in to look after the house and the cat. Let's see if we can work this out. And they worked it out. Well, they are... They're now celebrating not only their anniversary, their first anniversary, but also a year of traveling. A year. They've got another six months to go. But I said to her, you need to start a blog. You absolutely Mm -hmm. need to start a blog. She really enjoys writing. And, of course, her content's great because they're traveling every single day. And so I worked Mm -hmm. with her and got her on on, on WordPress.org. I mean, she had some teething problems, but she made it through. And she she started getting featured in big magazines, big, so early on when she started blogging and then, you know, wanting to collaborate with them on products. And I I mean, fantastic. So, I mean, apart from all the beautiful pictures and then the the stunning, the video is amazing. They're traveling in a very unusual way. It's it's a backpack situation. They do a lot of homestays. So they've done, Mm -hmm. I think they've, oh, how many countries have they done now? 
they've got to have done at least eight countries, nine countries, something wow. like that. So they've done India. Travel blog is huge too. Oh That's my a gosh, huge massive. Thing. And then I talked to her about mm-hmm. affiliate marketing. I said, you need to be, you need to be that. You're already using products. Because what, like, what products? I said, oh my gosh, that Rain Mac that you, you two keep throwing on when you're there on you a go. moped, you know, in torrential rain. I said, mm-hmm. that needs to be something you tell people about. You can pack it up really, really small. And it's in your bag and away you go, you know. And uh, she's done advice and, and and stuff on travel insurance and, and that kind of stuff. And it's been so nice to watch her do that from the beginning. Uh, and it's grown into something and so good. And all these these experiences that she's getting, these, these sure. collaborations and features. It's just a prime example of what's your passion? What are you doing? This is how you're going to get started and just, you know, yep. put that content out. She just kept putting it out regularly every single week. It came out. You knew what day it was coming out. And she's she's made it work, you know, in, in I feel in a very, very short period of time. And uh, mm-hmm. it's been amazing for her. And I think that's the same experience for anyone starting with a uh, something new. Just have yep. a plan and you'll you'll be amazed at the things that'll come from having that that blog just don't as your quit. Hub. Just don't, don't quit. quit. I always say don't quit. Don't quit. Like just pivot. Like don't and oh my God, imposter syndrome or comparing yourself to oh, I love gosh. this quote. Don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. You know, oh, it's like gosh, you, yeah. if you're new, you've got to just stay in your lane. Learn from people, but don't get depressed because she's got eight million views and i've got like three right but you may Um, you may end up having work i mean you may end up having better engagement than that person exactly exactly you know and it's just you got it you've just got to stay confident be in your lane but not quit oh my god i sound like a motivational speaker (laughs) but you know what i mean but you are though that's what i love about it you're like come on you can do it people and that's why i wrote this book like we're gonna show you how you can do it and be successful now i've got a two-part question for you looking into the future well not that far but in 2020 2020 um for pet bloggers what do you think is going to be the next big thing in the pet space uh what do you what do you think is going to happen in 2020 number one i believe that um what's going to keep soaring is podcasting video and written i think people who say the written word is dead don't know how to read because right. the written word, there are people who love to read, there are people who love to listen, and there are people who love to look. Ah. And so I think each of those platforms, you have to decide, like, who's you, who is your audience? Try different things out. Maybe you podcast once a month and test that water. So I think that's just going to continue to grow. Close to 70% of Americans own a pet right now. That's I think lot. more and more and more people are just going to want to put their pets online. Um, I think that pet pets finally are coming into their own as a niche. I feel like we stood second fiddle to lifestyle and what was used to be called mommy bloggers. Oh gosh, yes. Long. We were like, oh yeah, and them. And them. We were like, oh (laughs) it's true. Now, now, uh, now people know that if my dog likes it, or I've had brands approach me and say, would your dog wear my leash to an event? Oh Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's stuff like that. So I think that's where it's going. The pet influence is going to escalate. And I I honestly believe podcasts and video complementing the the written word are just going to soar even more. Google's playing tricks on people right now. So you're going to see a lot of diversification. I think other search engines are going to come along and give Google a run for their money. I can name them. But, you know, for for people who don't know, like I I know Bing is out there and DuckDuckGo, which I used to think was a ride at a carnival. (laughs) 
for the longest time, I'm like, what's this carnival ride sending me traffic? Um, you know, it's funny you said that because, uh, and, and right now they're saying, millenni- millenni- I can't even say it, millennials are choosing to not have children but are really yes. bringing pets into their lives and they're wanting to spend one more money on them, more time yes. with them, quality products. They, they, you know, so, so I, I feel like that, that will also help drive, like you say, like pet, pet blogs are a big thing. They're a really big thing. And you know, like you said this, some people like to listen, some people like yep. to read. And, that, and that's why I'm so glad that you did your book both in a digital yes. form and also in a physical form because there are people that love a book. And I, we know, didn't want to do audio. I thought we might put folks to sleep uh, if we did an audio. <laughs> no <way. laughs> Can you imagine pet blogging chapter one? <laughs> but you know, okay. if you, like you say, you, you, you're providing something for people that, that one, love a physical book. And here's the thing. It's, it, the book is, it's not, it's not some little book either. I mean, there's, there's a you lot. You could hurt someone with it. You, you could hurt someone with it. You probably could give someone a clunk to the head. <laughs> quite, um, quite easily. I mean, it's, it's a legitimate book, my friend, legitimate. But it's true. You, you've got to give people what they want as well. Right now, I say, we talked a little bit about, I design notebooks all animal themed. They, people are going back to writing as well. They want yes, to pick up a God. pen. They want to write. Uh, I think it's brilliant. I've always been someone that loves to write. I love, I love paper, pens, stationery. I love all of that. I always have to. Oh, when I'm I, an addict. I'm an addict. Oh, Carol, when I lived in Japan, oh, I can't even tell you how amazing the stationery oh, no. stores were. I go into Chinatown here and it's ridiculous. I mean, you can't get out. I mean, it's absolutely fabulous. So when I started designing these note- notebooks, it, it fed into my whole thing as well. That's you know, your jam. But I yep. married that with my lover of all kinds of animals. And, and so uh, I'm just so glad he actually brought a physical book out there and i've seen lots of people online have been tagging you i've got the book i've got the book and a lot of these people are seasoned bloggers too so i know for a fact that's they're gonna... what i'm thrilled yeah, yeah I'm thrilled they're, about that they're gonna crack open that book and go ah i need to change some things you know about what i've been doing when maggie and i sat down and talked about this 18 months ago um we said like what what would do we wish was out there when we started so yeah. that's what we wrote i hate when you buy a book and you're like Talk to people, post on Facebook, and be nice. Okay. Oh my gosh, engage, right. but they don't tell you what the, engage. what engagement means or what it looks like or what forms yes. it takes. You know what? I'm right with you, Carol. I am so sick and tired of these, you know, these secrets to blah, blah, blah. And they don't give you the secrets. <laughs> or it's all about them. It's all yeah. about their life. Yeah. Well, I don't care. I don't care. Like, I just tell me what to do and tell me this stuff. And that's what we thought. We're like, we're just going to put some secrets in there. Like, you know, it, oh my God, could I have written a tell all, but that's probably for another day. Oh, yeah, you could, you could, you could, you could. (laughs) Oh my God, that might be, I'd probably be banned from everything forever. You could have to do it under a fake name. (laughs) I'll be called G-Pig. G-Pig. OG pig. OG pig. The original guinea pig. Oh my God, Sam! I have my new name. That's my book number two. I'm telling. You, oh, couldn't we just? OG Pig, Secrets of the Pet Industry. Oh, Carol, it'd be so good. Oh. You know, I'd read it. I'd probably be in it. Oh my no, Sam! Can you imagine if we had a book like that? That'd be sick. See, I bet people listening now are going, "Oh, she needs to write that book. I need to find out what that's all about." I know. It's an interesting. It would be- 
interesting industry, isn't it, Carol, to say the least? It's very, you know what I've learned? There are a lot of folks in this industry who just don't even care about pets. And that breaks my heart. <gasps> it's true. It's true. I'm just going to put that out there. Not yeah. you or I, not the people who would buy this book, of course. But there are a, you know, you go to some of these shows and expos and events and industry uh, things. And you're like, I can't even. You're like, you suck. Why do you, like, you yeah. have a dog and you suck. What is the story with you? But, yeah, I, you know, Super Zoo, as you know, we have Super Zoo every single year. And yeah. I, I honestly, I... Gosh, clearly they don't really care about animal welfare because I know I, I see people peddling out those pets on those booths all day, being manhandled by people all day. And I go, it's I not necessary. And if you can't sell your product without luring people in with your pets. Now, and now we have other friends like our friend Laura Nativo. She's coming out with yes. her big treat line and stuff yes, she is yes. so respectful of her dogs i mean her dog exactly. it was structured her day was structured it was uh, they'll be at the booth at this time then they're off yes. to naps then they're up in the hotel room and now they're going out for a walk now they're going for their dinner there was none of this they're sticking on the booth all day and i'll, I'll feed them some treats while they it was not like that and i think there's a big difference isn't there and you can tell because you get this gut feeling where you go i don't like that that's and you know what, right. like you and I wear our hearts on our sleeves. So I think that's where pet bloggers have an advantage also is that we that we genuinely care and you're not going to sell us uh, a candy cane rawhide that's covered in <laughs> red dye and, tell, and try to pass it off as healthy. <laughs> not happening. Um, <laughs> not happening we're going to out you like, you know, we're going to out you like the plague. But Well, a friend of mine had to save some yeah. some baby bunnies from the conference because they were going to feed them they were going to feed them to the snake people oh my god what is wrong with yeah, people yeah i think it needs to be addressed i really think it needs to be addressed or you know well, og if, pig og pig yeah because if you're going to i think if you're going to have your pets there they should have some structure and they say you know what your pet cannot be at the booth longer than 20 minutes at a time or whatever you know do not allow people to handle your pets i mean welfare's a big thing for me and you carol but like you say it you is. know the industry it's not always like that throughout the industry don't assume that pet food companies love animals they'll put the best ingredients in them or like you say the candy cane awful rawhide thing don't believe and i think that's the biggest thing i hear all the time is yeah but but don't they love animals <laughs> and you know what sam the bloggers like you and me and anybody thinking a starter one you can actually kind of be online police because this time yeah. of year these goofballs who sell puppies online i oh, can't take and it that kind of thing Oh, right. We could actually, I out these people. It's like, we can out these people. And when you have engagement and people who trust you, so like, that's another really good advantage to being a pet influencer or blogger or whatever you want to call yourself is you're actually, you're kind of like your own police and you could stop stuff in action. Yeah. You could shut that stuff down. Bloggers have exposed companies and, you Come know. On. You can't, um, oh my God. So my spouse is yelling. Is my spouse wants to be. <laughs> yes, that's Darlene. She just yelled to you. I, I'm not sure what that's about. Oh, my God. Hey, we're it's being anarchy in my life. We're being it's real. An we're being real. That's what people like. I know. Real life. Jim, Jim, Jim spoke politely and stuff. She's dancing on the desk. But he's now napping. So that's the problem. You see, he's just he's just quiet because oh. he's having a nap. He went for a big, uh, oh. big bite right this morning. So he's just tired. All right. But, you know, now I know. Um, can you share one tip? One tip yes. that people can do to find new readers of their blogs? How can yeah. they find these people and attract them in? So I know I hear that all the time. I have a, I have really good content. It's so well done. 
you need to put 20% of your time into writing it and 80% marketing it. Honestly, mm. when even, even me myself, like <laughs> I spend an enormous amount of time writing a post, but I spend so much time marketing it. Go on Instagram, um, engage with people. Just don't put a picture up and then say, you know, I put this great picture up of my dog. It supports the post. It's all about, you know, why you should read my post. And four people came over. Did you talk to anyone? Did you go somewhere else? Or do you mm. like to go to a cocktail party? You know, that guy who stands in the center and he wants everyone to listen to him. And then he doesn't give a crap what you talk about. Right. Oh, gosh. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't be that person. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. Talk to people, engage with people. I spend, if, you know, I've heard you want to grow your Instagram, spend an hour a day engaging with others on Instagram. So that's one way to pull them in. Try, try video. I support my content with video in other places. So I'll put it on my blog and then I'll talk about it on Facebook. Once you hit 10,000 followers as of this moment, yes. you have that swipe up feature. Oh, I, I worked know. so hard to get I that swipe up I bet you did. Feature. I'm nowhere near there. Oh, it's, it's, oh. You know what's weird, That's Carol? That's the big thing. I was away. This is the strangest thing. And I don't only do this. When we were away in England for two weeks, I didn't post. I think I posted one thing in two weeks on Instagram. And my follow followers increased quite a lot. <laughs> That's what I mean. That, there you go. It doesn't. Ha I know I went looking and I'm like, oh, damn it. She's on vacation. She's not doing but anything. Yeah. And that's what you have to do. You need to sometimes it doesn't have to be a constant flow of, yeah. of uh, content. Put your stuff out there. And remember, like some people are reading late at night. Some people are scrolling at work. So my big thing you said, like how to get more readers is put your time into the marketing that we talk about in the mm. book. We tell you how to do it and, you know, write it, put it out there. And it's not true. If you build it, they will come. If you build it and you market your face off, yeah, they will come. They will come. It's all about marketing. And I know writers hate that. I hate that. I do. I don't even like marketing, but I'm a writer. I just want to write and then have everybody be happy and adopt puppies and life is good. But the bottom line is it, that's not the world we live in. It, Oh my God! Facebook moves in a, a Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter. It moves so fast. It it so. does. It does move fast. You know what I found has, has been working for me, um, not because I set out to do it. I was just doing it naturally, and then I started realizing, oh, this is interesting. I've got I'm getting on people's radar, or we're opening mm -hmm. conversations. Is in stories. Not not a ton of people do the reactions to the stories. No, they just like to read it. And I don't even have a big conversion on my stories. People yeah. will read it. And I'm like, and go buy my book. No, we just were so entertained by what you just did. We're just going to stay. They don't want to leave that platform. Yeah. They don't, it's it's going to take a lot. to. So I get really good engagement, but not a lot of conversion. But it's important because then when they're on Amazon later or they're shopping or whatever, then they're like, oh, yeah, I saw that story. Maybe they're not doing it then, but you've already yes. planted a seed. That's you right. Planted the seed. That's right. I mean, I, I, I would just react to certain things on stories. And next thing you know, people would message me. And say, oh, my, yeah, it was funny. That wasn't it. It was hilarious. And now I've got a conversation going with people. And it, 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 I know. it really is. But you can't put. I mean, here's, here's what I don't like. Right. And I know I know with celebrities, they, they can't answer everybody. They just can't do that. But right. I always find that they post something and they never come back to it. You know, because they're like, like some of these people who are celebrities, they are celebrities for being celebrities. Yeah. They, like, they didn't even. That blows me away. I'm not going to mention names, but it rhymes with Marmashian. Uh, oh, yeah. There's no, there's no. Right? Like, what in the world? Like you're famous for being famous and then you don't talk to anybody. 
maybe yeah. that's their shtick and it works. But you know what? Engagement, when people trust you or they engage with you, I always talk to people. You and I are like, oh, we love a good chit chat, don't we, Carol? <laughs> we don't stop. We could have our own like mini series here, Sam. <laughs> we totally could. You know who I like? And he's not he's, he's not a pet blogger, but he's a pet lover. Uh, is Jeffree Star Cosmetics, Jeffree Star. Every day. He he gets on and he does his stories talking directly Aww. to his people. He loves his animals. He rescued his first dog from a puppy mill and um, ended up with five of them. He loves the Pomeranian and stuff. And he goes on every day and talks to people. And he's so transparent about everything. And I love that because we're not we're also not to be out there saying, oh, we're perfect either. I think that's an important thing is we're not. Exactly. We're not like the be all and end all. We could look back. Five years on on what we knew about being pet parents and go, oh, gosh, I feel like we hardly knew anything, you know, and how much we've learned since then. But Jeffree Star, I love what I love about him. They put out a new makeup palette that uh, they produced uh, one and a half million of them. And out of the one and a half million, there were 35 complaints of um, when they press the actual eyeshadows, a fabric goes over the top of the eyeshadows in the machine. And if it's not replaced regularly enough, it can sometimes leave a little bit of that fabric in the actual eyeshadow on the top. So he he went straight on there and he said, hey, guys, you know, I'm always transparent. I've got to find out what's going on, you know, uh, where we make all our makeup and stuff. But let me show you a quick video of how we make them. Now, granted. See, that's real. I, I love, love that. I just loved it. And he just said, you know, if it's not if not placed often enough, then we'll get that now. Is it an excuse? No, I saw it and I was like, ew. <laughs> this was about his own palette. You know what I mean? No, you don't need that. That's not right. And we're going to fix that. And in, and I just loved that transparency. And every single day he does that. And, and you know, even what was really difficult, I think, was, you know, when he, he lost, they lost two of their dogs very close together. And he came on and he was just, I mean, just being very real about it. And and that's, the, I think, the connection is you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be putting out, you know, uh, always educational stuff. It can be fun stuff. It can be the sad stuff, you know. And I think that's the big the big lesson to be learned. I love watching his stories. He's fabulous. I have to look him up. Oh, I'll totally tag you. Oh, my gosh. Up. He's so fantastic. But but, see, that's all psychology. I think all of blogging, I think marketing, I think social media, it's all psychology. And under, if you understand your audience and how people think, people want to be heard and respected and yeah, feel important. They do. If you take nothing away from this... Like that's that what makes me feel when someone shouts me out or they're like, hi, Carol, we love your stuff. Or, hey, how's Dexter like you? I'm like, oh, my God, you're my new best friend. You asked about my dog. Yes. Like, I love that. I love that. And, you know, we all remember each other's pets. We I do. don't even know half the people on my street. <laughs> I, I'm like, how's Mitzi? Where's Reggie? You know, and I'm like, who are you again? <laughs> that's right. Again? That's right. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Now, what would you say? are some of the uh, most important skills that every pet blogger should have what what, what oh mad goodness. skills should they be rocking f- even Definitely, from the very beginning yeah writing just have a i mean you don't have to be a shakespeare but you should know how to craft a quality paragraph understand um you know just basic spelling and tense and that kind of thing seriously i think knowing how to write you don't have to be the best writer in the world, but just how to craft a sentence. Number mm. one, be organized. There needs to be a level of organization. I don't care if you put that in a paper planner or you go online and use one of these things like Trello or oh, something yeah. to organize yourself, but be organized and track your expenses. 
Um, I oh, know people gosh. are like, it's the end of the year, and I don't even know what happened. I spent $8 million this year. <laughs> Track your expenses. Yeah. And and don't be afraid to reach out for help. Like, even now, oh, my God, if I could, I, I really need a VA. Like, don't be afraid to ask people for help or put a little bit of money out. Sometimes you do have to put money out to make money. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think being organized, knowing how to write, knowing how to at least take a good picture or how to clean it up, and knowing where to go for good help. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. Best advice. Best <laughs> no. advice ever. I have to tell you that. Um, I mean, and I don't mean that in a common sense. That's kind of common sense, but look at reviews of things um, just the same way you <gasps> oh, would. Oh, gosh. At, yes. You know, look at a review. You're going to a restaurant. You look at reviews. Yeah. Look at a course review and not from their friends before you take it. But is, um, you know what? Re reviews are so valuable. They, yes. they are so valuable. I'm, I'm, I've just purchased a Christmas tree for my niece in England. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I started going through the reviews and I managed to, you know, take some off my list straight away. I thought, oh, nope, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. So reviews are yep. really good when it comes to that kind of stuff. But yeah, they, they, exactly. they, I think they're, they're really great skills that, like you say, can, people can hone in on. But, you know, right now, like you're saying with the phones, oh, my gosh, the portrait mode on the iPhone is unreal. It's I know I love that. It's so it's, good. It's, oh my god, you look like a professional photographer. Yes, and then you do. They, then what's it? They come along with the next version where it's got the three cameras. I quit. I like totally. I quit now because I want that, and I'm not shelling the money out for it. <laughs> you know what? It's I bought. I bought what was the newest phone, and then a week later, that three camera phone came out, and I was not happy about it. I know. It's too. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I, like, I missed that. By and you know week. what else, Sam? If you've seen, you're talking about what people should know. I saw a commercial last week for Facebook groups on television. Whoa. So like face, Facebook groups uh -huh. and they're all the rage uh -huh. and um, that kind of thing. So what else you is know? That, and well, What else would you say is on fire right now as far as platforms go? So no, obviously Google groups now because you're seeing that on TV. Google, wow. Face, well, Facebook, Facebook groups, groups are big. Facebook groups because Google Plus is gone now. I mean, yeah. look at that. There's another thing. Google, I don't think that ever, that was dead in the water for yeah. me, but... Uh, so yeah, Facebook groups are are hot. Instagram stories are. I swear, I think Instagram. You see it in pop culture. I was watching This Is Us on NBC, and they were Instagramming each other. <laughs> and blah, blah 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 in the series. And <laughs> for, I think Instagram is where. Yeah, and I also think video, like yeah. to complement your blog, video, and you don't have you don't need more than like your phone or a tripod or you know just test it first. Have good audio. Please have good audio. And yeah. like you said, I know we started with this conversation, but that's on fire. Podcasts are on fire. Mm -hmm. Instagram stories is on fire. This TikTok, I can't get into it. Maybe it's because I'm OG. But TikTok's <laughs> on fire. Um, Maybe we should challenge ourselves. I do have a TikTok account, but I haven't done anything on that. I have one. And I only use Snapchat for the filters. I uh, Snapchat oh, to do filters. They do have the best filters. They totally have the best filters. I think they're amazing. I'm constantly you know, sending stupid stuff to my family from Snapchat. <laughs> I swear, but I do believe people are looking for as far as our technology goes in this world. Every year people look towards old school. I do. And I think, like you said, writing is making a huge mm. comeback. Reading. Oh, my God. Reading is making a huge comeback. And, you know, um, reading so is, is such a it's a relaxing thing. It is. Mm -hmm. it, you you really only can read and 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 only do that and not be distracted. So I think that's also a really good kind of self care thing. Is yes. time for yourself. You can go into a coffee shop, take a book with you. You don't have to be distracted by anything. And I do. I think it's going to make. I think I think books are going to make a really really big comeback. But there's something I about having something physical in your hand, isn't there, Carol? When it I comes do. to I learning, love to touch it and feel it and smell it and 
throw it and (laughs) all of that that good stuff well some of the some of the topics well actually i'm going to run through some of of the chapters in your book um for everyone that's listening it starts with pet blog basics find your voice creating content blog design seo measuring traffic and understanding analytics the social animal content marketing join or create a, a blogging community show me the money that's always a good one the blog media kit that's an important thing blog uh slash life balance so important i see so many people just give up on their blogs because they're burnt out uh the pet professional and blogging the role of blogging for pet rescues and animal shelters uh, and then there are some additional resources so recommended reading for writing and grammar 100 social media content ideas love that Hashtag help us for Instagram. Wonderful. Uh, what to include in a social media plan? Facebook group rules and community guidelines chapter. How to write and promote an ebook and sample emails to, uh, from pitch to partnership. I mean, it's it's all there. It, I mean, it really is all there. And I think whether you're starting out as a seasoned creator, um, pet blogging and love for love, uh, for love and money is the ultimate guide really to grow your pet blog and social media channels like an absolute champ um, it's comprehensive uh, there are your trade secrets <laughs> in there she doesn't hold the or maggie don't hold back and uh i mean each of those chapters is just like chock-a-block full of practical tips and actionable stuff that you can do right away instead of someone just saying oh engage with your people you know how do we engage you'll be told how to, how to do that um i think it's brilliant i think you'll get a lot of um inspiration and uh from from carol and maggie because they are so successful and continuing to grow and be more successful every single year they really are superstars really when i think about it but uh but very principled and i love that too i think very very principled uh you really care about what you do you really want to help other people and this book is perfect uh, for everyone trying to get into the space and also who are currently in it and need to like revamp everything but um what i want to know carol yeah what i want yes. to know right now is yes. when will i be able to attend the pet logging blogging for love and money conference <laughs> oh wouldn't that be oh my god now see now you made a girl speechless uh-huh. i do i just i think there's something to be said for that mm-hmm. um i think there's definitely an opportunity for something like that yeah um the the model has changed from where pet blogging conferences were to what they are now mm-hmm. but i definitely feel there's a huge hole that someone needs to fill, fill. i think i think and, the, i think the people are going to fill it are carol and maggie oh my god <laughs> it's, oh my god i feel like it's time the book's out now you've got some a bit more time I, yes, and we're also, we have something to complement the book coming out uh, <laughs> in first quarter 2022. <laughs> yeah, and so you never know in life. I think that um, what what I've had to do many times in my life, and this this book was a good experience, but you, you've got to remember how to reinvent yourself. That doesn't mean become something else every 10 days, but just <laughs> rolling with the changes. Yeah. Because when I had a full-time job and I felt on top of the world, Honestly, that got taken away because corporate buyouts and yes. things happen. Yeah. And so um, 
having my base in place though saved me. Like I had my audience. I still had yeah. something going on on the side. It's, I hate goodness. this whole thing of side hustle. I, I hate know, side yeah. hustle. Uh, oh. hustle. Yeah. Oh. No. Everybody talks about it. I'm sorry. It's like, hey, how much can you do in your day to give yourself a nervous breakdown? Not me. <laughs> I'm all about, no, I don't want to hustle anything. That's a perfect no. way to describe it. It just sounds right? so frantic for me. It's like, no. Oh my God. It's like putting, it's like putting on Mannheim steamroller and that's your life. I get so nervous. <laughs> so nervous i love them but they make me nervous i feel like i didn't get i didn't get anything done when i'm listening to mannheim steamroller right. that's I how i feel right it's like hurry up do the stockings hurry up cook the turkey hurry we're up. on the tracks we're on the tracks we're on the tracks oh, <laughs> i get nervous it's just... the perfect example carol of that oh but yeah there are a lot of these buzzwords i don't like them at all i don't like mm-hmm. i don't like boss bitch don't like that at all boss no, babe Hustle. Don't like any of that. Don't like the hustle, hustle thing. Hustle girl. Girl who hustles. Like, Bus- I'm sorry. Girl boss. That's girl who is. No. <sighs> I, I mean, I'm sleeping one hour and I'm on caffeine. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you do not have to. And that's the thing. That's a really important part of this. It's like you do not have to work 20 hours a day to be successful. Work smarter. Uh, work Just smart. Work smarter. Have and a don't plan. don't do it all. Have a plan. Yes, don't do it all. Say no. Say no oh. to people. Oh, gosh. Yes. I'm very good at that. Um, yeah, I've of, learned. A lot of people are not, <laughs> and you can. Mm-hmm. Like, I learned. Oh, don't. Sometimes you would land yeah. in a position where you go, oh, "Why did I say yes to that?" I know. Go with your, I know. And you know what? You've got to say no. No is respect. Sometimes no is big time respect for you. It is. Don't try to. Don't try to do it all. That's why I say pick a lane, stay in it. Pick a platform and excel at it. And don't try to be a podcaster and a videocaster and a blogger and an influencer <laughs> and work a day job right. and curl your hair and go out at night and be a <laughs> What in the world? <laughs> Do you know, this you is know? a this is a funny story. A friend of mine, her name's Sam. This is the funniest story. We talk a lot about why didn't you say no? You didn't want to do it in the first place. Now look, you're trapped, yeah. So uh, this friend of hers, she says, I can't believe I've just said I've just said yes to someone that asked me if yes. I would help with this event again this year. And I said, what? You said you were going to say no. She goes, oh, no. I rehearsed how I was going to say no. And I said, well, how the heck did that happen? She goes, I don't know. I just like caved and said yes, because here's the kicker. I actually said yes over text. Isn't that funny? How easy would have that been to just say no over text? Oh, my God. That's what happened to me with dog writers. The the previous president (laughs) approached me, Jen Reader, and said, you know, you'd be perfect for this. It's it's a volunteer opportunity, but blah, blah, blah. And would you do it? And no, no. I literally, I said, no, no, nope. no. Continue. That girl stayed on me like white on rice. Did she and, really? <laughs> and here I am. And you know what, though? It worked out. It's for the best. I'm loving it. Um, it, And that's, again, like anybody listening, like decide if you can volunteer or you're offering your services out. Do you have time do you have for time? that? Do you ju- and do, and will it in the long run be good for you? Is it part of your mission? If you don't know what your mission or your goal is, if you don't define it, I always look at my mission and say, if somebody asks me a question, is this a part of my mission? If not, no, I'm not selling your nasty cat treats for, for free. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. maybe that's another another good response is, oh, I'm sorry, it just doesn't fall in line with my mission. It's not in my wheelhouse. I don't have time for a deep dive what in the world. <laughs> Into cat treats. Now, uh, you do have a group. You have a Facebook yep. group and I, I, uh, yep. that I think tons of people will love to join. Tell everybody the name of the Facebook group. 
Same name as the group. It's Pet Blogging for Love and Money. We're small, but we help each other. And if you have questions that are in the book or otherwise, like the nice part about it is I answer everybody. Maggie comes in when she can. I answer. I genuinely like helping people. I, I do. If you, unless you're a jerk, like I'll help. I know you, you know, do. I will help you unless you're a jerk. Um, and I'll kick you out then. And your person. Then I'll just ban you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll just ghost you. <laughs> Oh, is that what they? Oh, yeah, the oh, yeah. the millennials you say get ghost. Go, don't be get, getting ghosted. <laughs> yes. Now your blog, everybody yeah. needs to know your blog is fidosofreality.com and Maggie's yes. blog is ohmydogblog.com, which is such a great name. Um, I know. I, I love that. It's such it's such a great name. Do you know, Carol, it's been absolutely brilliant hanging out with you. We don't normally do interviews over an hour, but we could go on. But I feel like we've packed everything in. People are going to be able to <gasps> pull a, a lot out of this. And I think it yes. will also energize and excite people into trying to get into the pet space in this way. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to link out how they can get to your, your blogs, of course, you and Maggie, uh, your mm-hmm. uh, how to purchase the book and your mm-hmm. Facebook group as well. So I know people Perfect. are going to ask about that, and it's really important. They'll be in the show notes, by the way, everyone. So don't worry if you didn't find it. Um, and if you actually go to my Facebook page, I actually linked out on there as well yesterday and today. So you'll definitely be able to to uh, pick up the book, join the group, and uh, you'll be, you're in the right place. That's what I'm going to say. You would be in the right place. Um, oh, Carol, it's been brilliant today, honestly. So awesome. This was my the highlight of my month, I think. I, just, I love you guys. Oh, I just no. I adore what you do. And just as a person, you're the real deal, as us OG say. <laughs> OG, get it big. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, that's the next book. But I can't wait till your conference comes out. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? It'll be everything. This one's for Jim. It'll be everything from soup to nuts. From soup to nuts. I think that's a perfect note to end this this show on it's been brilliant carol um you and darlene and dexter have a fantastic weekend i know you're already in christmas mode so are we because you're a christmas baby i know that yeah and uh oh it's such an exciting time and i always tell people you know if you love christmas get that tree up if it makes you happy put the tree up what the heck it's not about it's it's all about the retail just put the damn tree up and be happy put the tree up and enjoy enjoy this festive time so but thank you carol it's been brilliant as always and um, we will most definitely be linking out everything uh, in regards to the book and the group itself so have a fab weekend thank you bye we love you love you back I said it would be a great show everyone I mean as I say we don't normally go this long but it is so worth it um such a, such a, an authority, both both Maggie and Carol, in this pet space. This is where you need to start. I've learned so much from Carol over the years. Uh, we became friends on Twitter. That's how it started, and then we actually finally met, and then be, and then just became even you know better friends from there there on out. And and that's how I really got into this whole world world of of pet blogging. So thrilled to have had Carol on the show today obviously going to link out to the book definitely purchase it the price is ridiculous for everything you get in that book come on it is so ridiculously cheap i think um well that's it for today's show and if you've liked the show of course uh you know share it with your friends and your family so easy to do especially if you're listening on your smartphone and remember this you can help animals in need either a rescuer (laughs) rescuer 
<laughs> I'm making words up. Rescue, adopt, donate, volunteer, share their information, or start a blog. Rescue your next family member and replace the word shop with adopt and be kind to all animals. Uh, big thank you again to Carol. A big hello to, to Maggie if she's listening in with a brand new baby. And thank you, Jim, for um, doing all the technical stuff in the studio. Please take a moment to like our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and don't forget to post pics of your pets because we do love to see your pets' furry faces. And um, that's it. Today you've been listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio, where it's all about pets, people, and pop culture. I'm your host, Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs. And always kiss your pets good morning and good night, and I'll see you next time. You've been listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets, people, pop culture. You've been listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets, people, pop culture. Visit Vegas Rock Dog Radio for more information. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe on iTunes and iHeartRadio. And remember, give your fur babies a big kiss from me, Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs. You must not rely on the information in this broadcast from our host as an alternative to medical advice from your veterinarian. If you have any specific questions about a medical matter regarding your pets, you should consult your veterinarian or specialist. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.